All right, welcome to another episode of Absolutely Not. My name is Katrina Stroll. I'm a certified career coach and HR consultant. I created this space because I have difficulty setting boundaries and I realize a lot of other people have difficulty setting boundaries. And I just don't want us to have that difficulty anymore. So I bring resources onto my show to interview them and to learn more about how we can do them without stressing ourselves out. Before we get into our topic today, I'd just like to define a few words that we use frequently on the show. The first word being boundary, something that indicates or fixes a limit. So somewhere where something stops. Gaslighting, to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. For example, if you go up to someone and say, hey, I didn't like when you interrupted me during that meeting, could you not do that again? And they say, I didn't interrupt you, that didn't happen. Um, you're misconstruing it as something else. That is gaslighting. Dismissive, showing that something is unworthy of consideration. For example, if you go up to your manager and say, hey, I feel unsafe working in this environment because we don't have the right PPE to do so and we could really get hurt. And your manager says, that's neither here nor there, go do your job. That's dismissive. Today's episode, we're gonna be talking about new organizations and boundaries. We're gonna be talking about when you're moving into new organizations, what boundaries and expectations you need to set. So when you're in these new organizations, you will feel comfortable. And if you set those expectations ahead of time, you know, oh, this is not the organization for me. They cannot handle my boundaries. My special guest today is Carrington York. Woo! Carrington Onyx York is a freelance writer and performer, youth mentor, and student journalist from Chicago, Illinois, with a passion for telling stories concerning social justice and the human experience. In her adolescence, Carrington competed in spoken word poetry festivals while writing opinion columns for her high school newspaper. In those roles, she witnessed firsthand how words could inspire movement and encourage change. Where's Carrington? Now a third year journalism student at Howard University, she has directed that vision into her studies. Her work represents the belief that journalism should serve as not only a facet of communication, but a tool for justice and representation. Her work has been featured in LinkedIn News, The Hilltop, HU News Service, and BlackPressUSA.com where she works as a news service associate. Currently, Carrington joins the 2021 fellowship class of, of the LinkedIn Editorial Fellowship Program, where she aids in production of the company's podcast and live shows. Please help me in welcoming Carrington York. Hello, Katrina. Hey, thank you so much for joining me tonight, Carrington. If you could share a little bit about why you're excited to be on the show tonight. Yes, for sure. Well, um, thank you for having me, firstly. I am super excited about this show because I love all your shows and the conversations that you uh, compose during these shows. I am excited about today's because um, I'm ready to add perspective and contribute to these conversations about setting boundaries. I know for myself as a first generation student and a black woman just navigating life and professionalism, it can be hard trying to figure out your limits. And so um, I'm happy to share how I prioritize my limits. 
Oh, tell them, Carrington. And I love that you use the word limits because that it just as a visual learner that tells me in my brain, like, oh, that's a wall. The, the little right. hand thingy is coming down. Yes. So if you could tell me, what does a boundary mean to you? For sure. Um, for me, a boundary really means to honor myself. It means to, uh, for me, setting a boundary is making a promise to myself. And every time that I exercise that boundary, I'm keeping that promise. And so uh, practicing this helps just to instill trust within ourselves and to practice nurturing ourselves. So that that's really what a boundary means to me, to honor and nurture myself. Oh, uh, Carrington, it is the first question. If you could, please. <laughs> I'll oh. save some for later. <laughs> I love that so much to honor and nurture yourself. Can you hear that? Those words alone make me feel like, oh my gosh, if I do not respect my boundary that I set for myself, I'm dishonoring myself. I am not nurturing and loving myself. And that's what y'all need to understand is that's what it is. You are not honoring yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great, great. Um, is setting boundaries <laughs> difficult for you at all? Yes. Um, oh boy, yes. Uh, I began like my life just as a people pleaser. Um, I just came out the womb trying to impress my parents, trying to impress my teachers, uh, going out of my way to be everyone's favorite. And so uh, when I realized that that's like, exhausting I asked myself well how do I create a balance between my own dreams and aspirations and then my own peace and happiness and so that has definitely been difficult <laughs> um, and it's something I practice every day that I try to ask myself every day how do I create this balance Oh my gosh, oh my God. I am stunned at the words you are, but you are a wordsmith and we know this. Right. So um, <laughs> the balance piece of that, because, of, and I've said this before, a boundary is the distance between me loving you and loving myself. I can only mm. give you so much of myself. When yes. I, and when I'm saying, setting this boundary, it's saying I can still love me, but I'm gonna love you this far right oh. yes oh my gosh okay so as you're moving into new organizations specifically you chose to um go into linkedin for their fellowship program what boundaries did you have to put in place before you joined the program well i will say um fortunately enough i am blessed to have an amazing manager that creates time and space to um, communicate how I'm feeling on, you know, whatever day that it is, uh, whatever task that I've completed. So we incorporate check-ins and I think we do um, hold each other accountable for making sure those check-ins continue to happen. Um, beyond that, just being transparent about what's going on. I have to remind myself to do that and not be ashamed of it. So, uh, Th those are things that I'm, I'm practicing at my current organization, and I'm really proud to say uh, things are going well. Oh, my gosh. And I, oh, Carrington, you, you are on level 6,000. Like, I, and I've shared this, I have difficulty setting boundaries. And 
I love that you're like, nah, it's, it's good. We are here and we're doing it every single day. Um, it's possible, right? Yes, it is possible. Um, mm -hmm. When you talk about those meetings, several people out there in corporate America have those one-on-one -on -one meetings with their manager. And I love that you stated you are transparent about what is going on. Because, you know, a lot of us go into those meetings and we're like, it's good. We're good. Everything's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. But when you do that, you're saying no to yourself. You're not setting those boundaries and you're yeah. not letting them know what's going on. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. That's and I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I, I can be the person that's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So um, <laughs> having managers for sure is that that will encourage and foster that kind of environment, I think has been the difference for me. Um, before now, that was not the case. <laughs> oh, wow. And see, um, a lot of people have difficulty setting boundaries with their managers. And you said beforehand, you've had those difficulties and you've had managers that right. haven't fostered that environment. Could you share a time you had difficulty? <sighs> yes. Um, <laughs> there's just so many times um, I've, I've struggled with personally saying no to certain things, but looking back, um, I shouldn't have been asked to do certain things. <laughs> And that's where it really stems from. Um, uh, for example, well, you know, there, there's, there's really a need for uh, managers to um, really put themselves, I think, in, in uh, employee shoes and things like that. And, and I think um, that's something that we have to actively practice in the past, um, just in my high school career, working odd jobs here and there. Um, I've definitely been treated inconsistently um, uh, when compared to the rest of the employees that may have children and therefore they deserve more hours. They deserve more money because they have children. And so um, that's something that uh, I've had to exercise my right in. I'm like, you know, I have kids, but I still want money, uh, you mm -hmm. know, things like that. And so um, whatever is in my, you know, contract, I, I am owed this amount of hours. So therefore let's make it happen, you know? So holding each other accountable, mm -hmm. that's always going to be, uh, the nitty gritty of it all. Mm -hmm. And for anyone listening out there, that's like, well, I don't know how to even start holding people accountable. Just like Carrington said, her contract says I am owed this amount of hours, that job description you signed, you are owed these job duties and nothing more, nothing less. I know they like to throw that little um, or anything else I tell you to do, but remember you are there for a specific job, not the whole organization. Mm -hmm. And you are there for you, honestly, to get a check. So don't forget okay. that. <laughs> um, so I, I really appreciate you sharing those times where you had difficulty setting boundaries with um, managers. Could you share um, any other situations where you would see people having difficulty setting boundaries? <sighs> um, countless times. Uh, for example, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's honestly saddening. Um, in meetings, right? So uh, especially in the field that I work, um, tech, journalism, uh, there's not that many women in tech to begin with. So when you find yourself in these meetings and you're only one of 15 people that is a woman that identifies as some sort of minority you can get talked over and no one will blink an eye 
Um, no one will blink an eye. And so um, you you have to you have to be ready to be like, ah, um, I was talking, I was speaking. Um, I want to continue my thought and know that you are right for doing so. You should not be ashamed for wanting to take up the space that you deserve. You're in the meeting. So show that you're in the meeting. Speak on it. Speak on what, what we're talking about. And so um, our environments don't always foster that. And so unfortunately, it's partly our responsibility. Of course, it is it is responsibility of like management and who wants it to be a um, successful work environment. If that's what you truly want from your organization, then you should be um, contributing to that and uh, moderating that conversation. But when that doesn't happen, it's on you, sis. Like, got to make it happen. Got to speak up and know that you're doing it for you. Yes. And so I love that you say contributing, because I think that's the word that organizations are not understanding. Like, okay, I hired a woman. Damn, what else do you want me to do? Contribute to that woman's success and her flourishing in that in that space. She cannot do it alone. Oh, but yeah, that is a whole nother topic. Oh, Um, yes. Monique asked if you could speak about negotiating and setting boundaries before you get into the organization. So during the interview process or hiring process. Um, Well, in my experience, um, it's definitely been about being transparent about what you're looking for. Um, And yeah, just just being very clear about what, what you can commit to, what you're ready to commit to, know yourself first. Um, I think that's a good place to start for sure. Um, And as far as negotiating, um, take a look at the market and don't be afraid to be above that if you're worth Mm -hmm. it, you know, be above those uh, that range or whatever, uh, for whatever field you're looking at. Don't be afraid is really the key. Right. And I think the strategy behind negotiation, people are so worried about, I don't know, what if they say no? Okay, then you know, then you know the answer. Okay, then sir, you cannot afford me. That is it. Um, Period. There's not really a strategy to it. I am worth this much. Y'all cannot pay that? I'm sorry, I have to go elsewhere. Yeah, and yeah, that company is not for me exactly. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that that with us, Karen. You said that most times you are a minority in your field. Is there a reason you stay in your field, although you're a minority? Well, at my particular company, um, there's a lot of diversity efforts uh, that we have going on. So I'm really happy at my current company. Um, In my field, uh, the broader field of journalism, um, I I just love journalism to begin with. as we enter this digital age, there's just all these different ways to produce cool content, audio, mm-hmm. video, you know, written content. And so I think it's really going to shape the future. I love uh, what I learn every time I write a piece. You cannot write a piece without learning something in the process. It's like almost impossible. Um, and so that's that's really why I stay. And then um, the extra factor of I'm a Black woman in journalism, and I'm going to make y'all notice that. <laughs> kind of thing you know um so just again that facet of communication but also that tool of uh justice and representation oh look at and look at the intent of what you're doing like you're not just in journalism be like cool i'm a black woman journalist you are using it you're using it to utilize that oh justice and representation man the snaps claps all of the above that is amazing 
I, I have never even thought about veering into that field and mainly because, and I'm sure another other black women think this, I've never seen a black woman journalist and you're going to be that person for so many women out there. Wow. I think it just hit me the way you just said it. <laughs> you are going, you're going to be, oh my goodness. I love it. Amazing. Well, Carrington, what would you share with those professionals that are saying, oh, you know what? Carrington is doing it. I'm going to become a journalist now. What would you share with them about setting boundaries in your field? You know, something that has really helped me set boundaries as of late has been affirmations. Um, particularly one affirmation that goes like this. I understand my worth ethic, not work ethic, right? So um, to understand your worth ethic, I'm taking a page out of Tony Jones's affirmation album with this one. She, uh, she describes worth ethic as, as being unapologetic about your priorities and giving yourself permission to be uh, loyal to your intuition. So um, some, way to some ways to practice this, no matter what field you're in, journalism or not, um, is owning your power to choose your own thoughts, choose how you think about yourself, what you think you're worth, choosing to be proud of yourself, choosing not to let you know, your thoughts uh, of unworthiness fester. Mm. Um, this can be done by simply just telling yourself, you know, I understand my worth ethic or I am in charge of what my Monday looks like. Today, I choose not to stress about what others think of me. Today, I choose to be patient with myself. Um, you know, I always marveled at how single mothers are able to raise their children on their own. Um, and so thinking back to my own mother, who was a single mother, whenever myself or my little brother would get on her nerves, she would just say, y'all not going to worry me today. And she meant that. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the affirmation. Little did she know, little did I know, she chose that day. Y'all not going to worry me today. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> that just is what it was. And that day she went unbothered she would go <laughs> without worry and so I think it's important to put time aside for yourself and just straight up say whatever happens today this is what I deserve regardless this is what I'm going to give myself regardless you know so that that's what I would suggest for any singular human being on this planet period you know no matter what you're doing oh <laughs> Um, thank you so much for the word because, Aww. oh my gosh, every single affirmation that you threw at me, I needed it today and I will need it every single day for the rest of my life. So I really appreciate it, um, so that you glad. put it out to the universe. Um, one of the things you said was trust your intuition. I think so often we know that gut feeling. We know like, oh, this manager is not it. Like this, this position is not it. This organization is not it. And still we go through the interview process. We, we signed that offer letter. And then on day one, we're like, and I knew it. I really didn't know that this was going to be like this. Um, yeah. So, so trusting your intuition is key because you know everything that you need. You know from the jump what you need. And I think it's important to, if you have time to write those things down, so you, you take it with you to the interview. 
Um, so mm-hmm. you can like, oh no, I asked for open communication and I asked yes. for um, process improvement and the ability to talk to my higher ups. Oh no, no, thank you, sir. You guys cannot provide what I need here. Oh my gosh, yes. Carrington. Okay, I don't want to cry no more, but I'm not yet. I shall. You're fine. <laughs> you know, to, to your point, though, I think um, when people go through with these, um, you know, job interviews that they that really aren't for them, they know they aren't for them, it's operating out of fear. Mm-hmm. And so I think especially as people um, that identify as, you know, an individual, a part of a marginalized community, you know, women and people of color, LGBTQ, um, it, it can be scary. It can be scary to, to put, put yourself further into the deficit of uh, equal wealth opportunity kind of thing, my AirPods is built. Um, but that, that opportunity to make more money in places that you previously were not uh, welcomed. Mm-hmm. But don't do that. Do not operate out of fear. That's not how you change the system. You know <laughs> that that's, you can't do it like that. Um, and so, yeah, to your point, that that is another uh, affirmation that you can incorporate. I will not operate out of fear. Period. Mm-hmm. And see, oh, that speaks on so many levels. People often don't set boundaries because they are fearful that either that person is going to hate me because I set a boundary. Or maybe if you're setting that boundary at work, I might lose my job. Sis, you're going to lose that job anyway, because they're going to continue to treat you the way that you're allowing them to treat you. You're going to leave that place anyway. Um, so yeah, do not operate out of fear. Oh, Karen Tip. I have so many quotes from this episode alone. I'm going to write them down and write a book. I'll, I'll quote you in it, though. <laughs> I'll send you a check. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm so happy to help. <laughs> oh, okay. My last question for you before I open up to any questions in the room is if you could go back in time and to a place where there it was toxic, the environment was awful, and you but you knew about boundaries and you had set a boundary at that place. Um, or have you done that before in a toxic environment where you set a boundary and you got kicked back? Could you tell us about that time? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, <laughs> oh goodness, there's just so many uh, times. Um, so I won't get too specific, but you know those people that just call you to keep up gossip and mess, you know, um, I, I recently had to communicate to an individual that I don't want that a part of my life anymore. And so, right. And so that individual interpreted that as I don't want to be friends with you anymore, which isn't necessarily the case. And so that was kind of the pushback that I was getting, but I had to stand firm as to what I did and did not want in my life mm-hmm. and gossip and, you know, messiness was one of the things that I would not tolerate. And so um, whether it's a coworker, whether it's your own boss that's picking favorites and being gossipy, no matter who, a family member, a friend, you know, people can be messy and you have the right to choose what mess is in and out your life um, and what you will not allow. And so that, that's, that's a situation that I encourage everybody to do, uh, decide what your limits are, what you will and will not allow, no matter who it is. Oh, that is amazing. I love that so much. Um, 
mostly because you were like, okay, that is not what I want to do anymore. Even if that's something that I accepted in the past, this is a new boundary, uh, girl, friend, friend who is supposed to be a friend of mine. This is a new boundary in our relationship. And they gave you all the answer. You're like, like, okay, then you don't want me anymore. And if that's all the value you were adding to my life, then sis bro fam, I guess I don't, I do not want you in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, that has been something I've had a lot of difficulty with just because um, my culture and my background, a lot of people in my life, that, that's really all they were bringing to me. That was all the connection we had. And mm. um, now that I'm setting boundaries, I'm starting to realize, oh, that's all we have. <laughs> that's all we have. We don't have nothing else except for the mess. And I, I have right. outgrown it. I have outgrown the mess. Uh, so maybe I've outgrown you. (laughs) Right. And I think when you do outgrow these things and and you radiate that energy of wanting different, wanting more, um, it will come. You, you will start to attract those relationships and those people. Um, excuse me. I live in Chicago. There's a (laughs) siren (laughs) going past. Um, but you know, something to keep in mind for sure. That's amazing. And see, oh, and see, once again, do not operate out of fear. If you're so afraid that you're, you don't want to tell your friend, hey, I don't want to gossip today. Can we talk about something else? Like you're right. going to lose that friend. You're operating out of fear. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. You can put that in everywhere. I'm about to just tell people that don't operate out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it's definitely something that I remind myself. Everything I'm telling you, I'm telling myself every day. That's amazing. I gotta make post-it notes or something. But um, <laughs> Carrington, thank you so much for sharing your insight on all of the questions I threw at you today. I'm going to open it to the floor so anyone in the room can ask questions to Carrington. She is in the hot seat and she will answer anything about boundaries if we haven't. I'm gonna check the chat real quick. Looks like oh, we Monica. Have- mm-hmm. Monique said or Monique, excuse me, What's sorry. Your go-to boundary setting phrase. Oh, what go-to boundary setting phrase do you use? Uh, you can simply say the action that occurred, What? it's not okay with you, literally. I did not like that or that that was inappropriate. I think inappropriate is a go-to, mm-hmm. inappropriate. This did not fit this situation. And yeah, that, that's really what it is. Remind them what they did, stand firm about what they did. Um, Cause people like, like we mentioned in the beginning will try to gaslight you, um, <laughs> stay firm about what it was and uh, tell them about how inappropriate it was. So keep that inappropriate in your back pocket, that word. <laughs> oh, I like that word because when I, when I approach people and say, hey, I didn't like when you did this, they, they have a chance to manipulate. They have a chance to be like, okay, girl, everybody else liked it. This, what, what's mm. wrong with you? But inappropriate, yes. that, that, that was inappropriate for a professional work environment. We are in it at work right now. So yes, get it together. <laughs> yeah, inappropriate works across the board. That's nice, nice. Okay. Um, I think one more thing I wanted to talk about is your lack. Oh, your lack of planning isn't my emergency. Oh, I love that. Karen, mm. talk about a time when someone came up to you and just like, hey, I need this right now. Can you do it right now? And you have to set a boundary and say, no, sir. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. 
I think, I think, okay, so there are times where, um, you know, someone will, yeah, they'll, they'll be like, I need this end of day without checking as to what other things I had going on, right? So I think it's, it's, there's no harm in being transparent about your limits. Again, limits, like uh, whatever tasks you have to complete that day. Well, I have this going on and also this, um, so maybe you should have communicated sooner if, or like literally <laughs> and that you can literally call it you know as you know people are going to call it what they call it especially when you're a black woman mm-hmm. but at the end of the day that is what happened <laughs> and you are giving them instruction on how to move forward you know what i'm saying so um i think it's important to again communication speak on what happened speak on your situation what you can and cannot will and will not do oh i love that so much and for me i'm not even on carrington's level so if somebody emails me and says hey i need this right now i just don't reply i just like oh (laughs) that is unfortunate that i did not reply to you because i have stuff to do right (laughs) but one day i will get on your level carrington like this is why i don't have time to do Oh, there's uh, your own, you know, you're following your own journey. It's really no <laughs> levels to this, you know? <laughs> okay, um, what would you go back and tell your 16-year-old you? Oh, Lord. Oh, goodness. Um, so much I would tell little Carrington, little Onyx. Um, I would tell her to do what she loves. I would tell her not to worry about, oh goodness. <laughs> uh, no, Terrence, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I'm working on it. <laughs> I would tell her not to worry about her predominantly white uh, high school that she was attending and, and not to, not to uh, <laughs> try to be on their level, but to be the best her that she could be. Um, a lot of times I felt like you know, I was in these AP classes. I was like one of two or three uh, black children. And I know some some institutions uh, had it worse where there was even less students. But um, I, I, I would tell her to not be discouraged by these uh, uh, privileged white kids success with all their tutors and all their, <laughs> um, you know, uh, resources that they have. And I would tell her to just follow her own path. I think um, I was so busy trying to catch up to them that I, I'd never made it to myself. And so uh, <laughs> I think now I'm finally making it to myself and I have to do that. And so I'm, I'm proud of that. <clears throat> Carrington, can I just repeat that? I was so busy trying to catch up with them that I never made it to my, that I never made it to myself. Ooh. Okay, I'm just put that in the universe real quick. Yes, I get it, I get it. I feel (laughs) you. Yes. Oh my God, yes, that almost is, oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Okay, Monique, you are. Yes, oh. Yes, (laughs) deep deep breaths. (laughs) Oh, let me tell y'all, and I just want to share again that I created this space because I still have difficulty setting boundary every single day from um, systematic reasons to cultural reasons to 
um, just reasons from being a human being, it is difficult to do. To set those boundaries and to trust yourself, it's just a difficult thing to do. And I applaud every single one of you out there for doing so. And I applaud Carrington for giving us the words we needed to do so. So, okay. Carrington, I have one more question for you before we wrap it up. Oh, of course. Yes. Um, so there are a lot of young Black women out there who are one, being traumatized by current events all the time and are constantly trying to stay at the top of their game because of, because of exactly what we just talked about. Um, be, beyond saying, um, just stay at your own pace and do what you need to do. What, what can they expect when going into corporate America? Or what can they expect to happen when they go into those spaces? you can expect to be talked over and needing to if, if they start their sentence finish your sentence don't stop your sentence finish your sentence strong I had to learn that I'm like why did I just shut myself up I could have just finished that sentence finish your sentences um another thing is and my my mentor my lovely mentor uh Maya Pope uh chapel she reminded me that Sometimes people are not honest about the feedback that they give directly to you. They may tell you, you did a great job today. And instead they really mean, okay, she messed up and I'm really never gonna give her something that, that, that's that important again. And um, instead we're just gonna patty cake her and give her busy work. And these things will literally happen. Um, and people may not be as direct because, okay, you're meeting their diversity, diversity uh, quota. <laughs> and so it's like, you gotta stick around to make the company look good. So expect that. Um, you can also expect to be nominated for things uh, revolving uh, your identity that you don't necessarily wanna be put on the spotlight for. Uh, you know, for example, a newsletter in Black History Month. Uh, what uh, what does our Black person think uh, <laughs> today, this month? And it's like, you're just, it's really nothing productive. It's nothing that's really going to change uh, the landscape or the culture of the actual organization. So expect um, to be put in a position where you have to say yes or no to that and be comfortable and confident with whatever your decision is you do not have to represent the whole black community or the whole woman community or the whole LGBTQ community. All you have to do is take care of yourself, really. That's all you gotta do. Oh my gosh. And that, so these expectations that we're talking about right now are important to talk about because these are the real expectations that occur and nobody lets our younger professionals know before going into that office and they're like, hey, would you like to be the representative of the face or, or in this picture real quick? Like, no, no, I will not. Right. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Yeah. And see, and then you learn that too late that you can say no. And then you've been on every picture. You've been on every diversity board. You've been on, how did I get here? Exactly. Oh, yes. okay. And the sooner you, you learn to say no, the better. Um, yeah, and just make sure, again, you're always honoring yourself in everything you do. Oh, honor yourself, sissy. You went a whole circle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, full circle. No, no worries. And I think those are all the questions we have for you tonight. 
Carrington, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, I cannot thank you enough for being on this show and just sharing all your experiences and your expertise in setting boundaries. I know that this episode has touched me and I know it's going to touch other people. Um, as always, this is absolutely not. This episode is being recorded. It can be found on absolutely not with Katrina.com. Please feel fear, feel free to review, donate, and subscribe to the website. But we will see you next week. Thank you so much.